Okay. We're ready for an exciting hour. For mm-hmm. over t- 23 years, our guest, Pragit Harris. Hello. Has... Hi, Pragit. We're going to introduce you now. Okay. So, For over 23 years, our guest, Pragit Harris, has channeled his guide, Al Kazar, traveling throughout Europe and North America, assisting thousands of people in their awakening. And when his guide, Al Kazar, asked him to create the Stargate, interdimensional doorway and healing chamber, well, that's exactly what he did. You're now listening to the International Taz and Paula Show, and I'm Paula. And I'm Taz. Pergeet's participants have experienced physical healing, emotional well-being, and old habits and limitations disappearing simply by being in the energy doing nothing. This can be done in groups as well as in private sessions. Paula, you know, last week you were able to experience being with this incredible Stargate energy. Could you briefly just share some of the aspects you enjoyed with it? Oh, yes. Um, Well, I went uh, to someone's home where... uh, Pergeet had his Stargate, and I didn't know what to expect. But uh, he led us in t- through some meditations, and uh, I really went out there. Uh, when I came back down, it took me a while to get back down. And I have um, something that happened to me during this is I have a, a injured hip, so when I cross my legs, my one side won't go down. And at the end of the evening, I realized my legs were completely flat on the gra- uh, on the ground. So I've never had that happen for several years. So I had some type of healing. So that well, was tangible. Pergeet, <laughs> yeah. so we want to welcome you to our show. And uh, we want you to tell the listeners how Al-Khazar came to you and when did this all start for you? Well, uh, yes, thank you for having me on the show. And uh, nice to meet you, Taz. I haven't met you physically, but I'm sure I will do one day. Maybe um, in November. <laughs> yes, that would be great. <laughs> so, um, well, I, Alcazar kind of uh, sprung himself on me one day. I was actually in Hawaii, on Maui, and I was there with a group of people. We were actually intending to buy a hotel and turn it into a New Age healing center. And uh, we would get together every Sunday just to relax and talk about our progress. And I was absolutely exhausted one day. And so they said, just lie down and uh, we'll give you a massage. So I was just lying on the living room floor with lots of hands massaging me, and I just totally went out. It was wonderful. But after a while, I don't know how long it was, somebody was talking. And uh, so I was lying there trying to receive the massage, and this voice was talking and talking. And after a while, I realized it was me that was talking, and I kind of opened my eyes, and I was really kind of quite in shock about what was happening. And uh, they were looking at me and saying, wow, that was amazing. And I said, you know, what's going on? They said, you were channeling. So that's how it started. Um, I was very skeptical at first. I didn't believe it. I thought, oh, I've just been reading New Age books and I've just somehow just been regurgitating it. But um, my friends persuaded me to have another go. And and sure enough, it, it happened again. And uh, I began very slowly to to trust the information because um, my guide was telling them things that have happened in their past that I had no idea about. And so when I was alone one day by myself, I I said, okay, 
if you're really real, what's your name? And I heard loud and clear, Alcazar. And it totally shocked me because I wasn't expecting to hear anything. So that's how uh, that's how I first met him. And that was a very long time ago. That was back in uh, 87, I believe. Well, when you first began, uh, did you remember what was coming through you? Um, well, most of the time, yes. Um, I, I, it wasn't that I went away. It was like initially I could feel it was a sensation which took quite a few minutes for me to really allow it to happen but i could actually feel an energy coming in i could feel it as if it was coming from above and kind of moving through my body and then as i relaxed and got my mind out of the way then um the voice would start and uh information would come through and he'd ask, answer people's questions and um, one thing that he started to do to really uh, encourage me to totally relax and trust was he started to tell people things that were about to happen for them. And so he'd say, you know, in a few days' time, this is going to happen. And when it does, call Pragit and let him know. And so I started getting these phone calls from people, and they were saying, you know, what Alcazar said, it's happened. And so that just helped me again just to become more trusting and, and uh, allowing of the whole experience. And so I just went on to do sessions and people were coming and um, we were guiding uh, meditation groups together, Alcazar and I, and um, it just started to grow. So uh, when did he tell you about the Stargate did he ask you to build one? Yes. Well, after about working with him for a year um, and becoming very comfortable, um, he, sa he said to me one day, um, we'd like you to build this structure. It's called a Stargate. It's an interdimensional doorway. And uh, he showed me an image of it in my mind. I was standing outside on the deck overlooking uh, from, I was up, up country and overlooking uh, the lower area of Maui and I just got this image one evening so I grabbed something to write with and kind of tried to sketch it um, but it's a complex structure <laughs> but anyway um, I said okay I'll make it um, so all these angles and lengths and things what are they and they said well just make it and I said sure I'll make it but you know what are the angles and uh he said, just make it and you'll remember. And that kind of, that was another challenge for my mind because <laughs> constantly Alcazar is putting me in these situations of stretching me. So this was a, a big stretch. I didn't know how big this thing was or how to make it. And um, if you've ever seen a picture of it, it's got lots of different angles in it. So what I did was I would get two pieces of copper tubing and put them together and just gently uh, move them, uh, creating an angle and just very slowly closing the angle until I got a buzz, an energy buzz. And that was the angle I was working with. And uh, similarly with the length, I would take a copper tube and just slowly run one finger along it and as it got longer and longer and then at one point I would get a buzz and that's where I would cut it. And so uh, it took about six months working like that and 
trying to figure out how to create all the complex joints that were needed. Uh, and finally, we got it done. And uh, it was a very exciting moment. It was it was almost midnight one night, and I'd been building it in my garage. And the first one that we built was actually quite large. It was about ten and a half feet high. And uh, it was finally finished. And there were four of us there present. So each one of us stood in one of the quadrants that's got four sections to it. And we stood there and closed our eyes just to, to have an experience, see what would happen. And uh, so after about five minutes, I kind of said, well, how was that? You know, what were people feeling? Because personally, I felt kind of disappointed. There was a nice energy, but nothing special. And uh, everybody else said the same kind of thing. Oh, well, it feels nice, but, you know, nothing. And so we kind of went back into the kitchen, and I was feeling... Yeah, a bit down, I suppose. And then when we saw the clock, we realized that two hours had passed. And it was like, we didn't know, and I still don't know where where those two hours went. But uh, that changed everything around. It's like, oh, okay, something really is happening with this structure. So that's uh, that was my introduction to the Stargate. So has have you changed? Has it changed since it, the first was built? Uh, yeah, yes, it has. Um, it was very unwieldy, that size, and because it was the, the prototype, so to speak, um, I revised the joint systems and made them work a lot better, and then I asked Alcazar if we could make something a bit smaller that was more manageable, and he said, okay, <clears throat> make it five-eighths of the, the larger one, and I thought, well, that's very strange, five-eighths, you know, why not half or, but anyway, I made it. And it wasn't until several years later I was doing a workshop in, uh, I believe it was Germany or Switzerland, uh, uh, with a very large group. And we had the large Stargate and uh, another of the uh, reduced-sized Stargates. And at one point he said, okay, put the small one inside the large one. And so we did that. And what amazed me was that uh, when we did that, the the uh, inverted pyramid in the top one touched the raised pyramid in the smaller one inside precisely yes. and so it combined the two into one superstructure and then it was oh that's why the five eighths <laughs> wow. so did that give you a real buzz with the two of them together oh it really did and it gave, gave me goosebumps just to see that you know the information that i get from the guide sometimes i have no idea for quite a while afterwards why they're so specific about different things. But that was so a great demonstration. So it's, uh, I didn't see you put it up, or but it's, it's collapse, collapsible. Or this, I can't get the word out. It collapses. <laughs> I wish it was, in a way. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> no I take it apart into um, smaller sections to move it around, but... Um, when I'm flying from country to country, I have to break it down, and uh, it's a it's a process of about an hour just to assemble it again. Um, wow. So yeah, it's uh, it's complex. So, so when you, you have, it, for instance, I, I was going to say, is there a possibility that that other people can make the scar Stargate from your dimensions that you have? Well, people have asked, and. Um, it's interesting, <laughs> in a way, because um, 
Uh, I'll continue with the story of how it happened for a while because that that, sure. that will then bring, give you an answer to your question. Um, okay. After after I'd built the Stargate and we'd worked on it on the islands of Maui for about a year, he said he wanted me to take it around the world for ten years. Sorry, seven years. And and uh, it was like seven years. That seemed like an eternity. I couldn't imagine doing that. But um, in the end, I did it for ten years. But um, the first place that I went to in Europe was um, in Den Haag, in The Hague. And uh, there was two two ladies that were living together there. And they were very impressed with the Stargate. I did something in their home, and they wanted to have one. Um, And I said, well, okay, I can can let you have one, because Alcazar told me to take three Stargates over to Europe that would have to be left there. And so I said, okay, you can you can uh, you can have one on the condition you don't copy it. And so um, I left it with them, and I travelled around Europe for about five months on that trip. And at some point um, during that trip, I got a phone call from one of them, and she said, "We're fighting, uh, and we need you to uh, to resolve it for us." And I said, "Well, what are you fighting about?" And she said, "Well, we made a copy of your Stargate." And the one that we made doesn't work, and uh, and it just it again. Alcazar had told me when I give the stargates out just to trust the person and uh, trust the process, and so it became really obvious that the guides won't work with someone that's out of integrity. So even if they copy it, and several people have actually done that, uh, it doesn't work for them. Uh, it only works if it's done with integrity, and so. Those people that have got the stargates and are working with integrity, they work, they work fine. But um, people that just kind of copy it uh, without the permission and without the, basically the guides supporting them, it just doesn't work for them. Now, was that the same trip that you went to England? I mean, you were in England and uh, you told the story the evening uh, I actually experienced the Stargate, you told a story about being in England and you were told to go to this bed and breakfast and... Oh, that was that was actually the south of France. Oh, France, I'm sorry. That was the south of France. Yeah. Um, hmm. Well, I was actually... I was uh, I was still over here in in, uh, in the States when I got the message I had to go to the south of France. And uh, we were planning to go to Europe anyway, but uh, we were given a specific date and uh, my partner at the time, Marlise, was uh, was shown where we were where we were going, but all we got was that uh, a picture of the bedroom that we would be staying in, the view outside the bedroom window, the color of the carpet, and the fact that the bathroom was across the corridor from the bedroom, and that's where we had to find somewhere in the south of France. And it was like, this is a real, you know, this is sometimes the guys work in this way. Are you going to trust and are you going to follow your feelings? So we we start heading off with several days to spare. And we go over from England um, and we're driving uh, through France, heading south um, on on their um, auto route, like, an, um, like a highway, freeway. And um, all of a sudden, 
the steam coming out of, of the the car as I'm driving along, gushing steam. And fortunately, it was right by um, a gas station that was alongside the road. So we pulled in there, and there was a mechanic there, and he came out, and uh, he looked at it and said, oh, the water pump is broken. And I'd worked on cars for many years, and I took a look, and, yeah, it was definitely broken. And uh, I said, well, can you fix it? And he said, yes, it's going to take several days because it's an English car, and the parts need to come from England. But we had to be in the south of France at this place on a particular day, and it was only two days away. And so it was like, oh, no, we're not going to make it. And uh, I sat, we sat in the car, just right, what are we going to do? And, uh, well, Marley said to me, well, either the guides are wrong or the car is not broken. And I thought, oh, you're crazy, you know. I've seen it. I know what a broken pump looks like. I could feel that it was broken. And she just said again, well, either the guides are wrong or the car's not broken. And this energy just started to come in. It was, and it was something that we both felt really strongly. And she said it again. Either the guides are wrong or the car's not broken. And so we just sat there and just affirmed that the guides were right and the car was not broken. And we felt a little bit, or I felt a little bit silly at first, just sitting there repeating it. And the energy was getting stronger and stronger. And then suddenly there was just like a, a real shift in the feeling. And we looked at each other, said, okay, let's go. So I put water in the radiator and the mechanic, the French mechanic was looking at us like, you know, just totally crazy foreigners. And I started to drive off. And I was driving along very slowly and then getting a little faster and faster. And in the end, we were cruising down like 60 miles an hour and looking at each other. And it's like, wow, this is incredible. And uh, I said, wow, I can hardly believe it. And as soon as I said that, the temperature gauge started climbing very rapidly. And we just repeated it again. Again, the car's not broken, the car's not broken. And, and the temperature gauge just went down. And... Uh, and we drove all the way to the south of France with that one. And uh, we arrived in the area, and neither of us spoke French. And it was a countryside area, and there was just hardly anyone around. So we were driving up and down, up and down, just trying to get a sense of where is this place. And um, it was getting mm, more and more frustrating because it's like we were now at the day before that we were meant to arrive at this place no idea we couldn't find anyone that spoke english very few people so we decided to drive to a place called carcassonne which was a large tourist center and we arrived there just before the tourist office closed and um, had an interesting experience there there was a young woman behind the counter and we said we're looking for a bed and breakfast place and she kind of slapped down a brochure and said Here's all the bed and breakfast places, but you won't find any that are full. <laughs> That's a great help, you know. And we kind of turned away to start looking through it. And uh, she said, wait a minute, we have to fill in a, a form for everybody that we help. And so we have to fill in your name and where you come from. And so we told her our name, and she said, where did you come from? And we said, well, we come from Maui in Hawaii. And like all of a sudden, her demeanor changed. Oh, I've always wanted to go to Hawaii. 
What's it like there? And so all of a sudden she became very friendly. And we said, oh, well, if you ever if you ever make it there, you can come and stay with us. And that really changed everything. And she said, she took the brochure and said, let me make some phone calls for you. So she made lots of calls. And as she said, most of them were actually empty. But then she, sorry, full up. <laughs> then she found one. And she said, oh, there's one that's got space for you tomorrow. And they're, they're English couples, so you'll be able to talk with them. So we made a reservation with them and spent the night in the hotel and then drove uh, the next day to this uh, little village where this couple had a house. And strangely enough, although we, uh, <laughs> when we finally found it, we'd driven past that place several times as we crisscrossed the countryside looking for the place that we needed to find. So anyway, we, we drove up a long, windy road into their house. And um, they were there sitting outside drinking tea, and they showed us up to the bedroom. And it's like we couldn't believe it. There was the blue carpet and the, the same picture outside and the, the uh, bathroom across the, the, from the uh, bedroom. And then we just looked at each other, and it's like, it was like, how did this happen, you know? And uh, so we were ecstatic. We didn't know why we had to be there, but we were there. We'd made it, and it was like 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon of the day that we were meant to arrive. And so we went down and <clears throat> had some tea with this couple, and they were saying, well, you know, who are you and what are you doing? And uh, I was still kind of a little bit nervous about telling strangers about the Stargate and the energy work. And I said, well, I do groups. And she said, oh, what kind of groups? I said, well, it's kind of energy work. Oh, what kind of energy work? And they were getting more and more excited. So I said, well, we have this structure. It's called a stargate. Oh, can we see it? And I said, well, sure, okay. And, and uh, they said, we've got a story to tell you. And this English couple apparently had had a meditation center in London. And they, their master um, somewhere, I'm not exactly sure where he was from, but, um, from the from the east somewhere, their master had come over to London to visit their center, which apparently was a very rare thing for the master to leave. And uh, he visited them and he said, you need to close up your center and you need to move to the south of France. And then when you're in the south of France, you need to make a copper pyramid and put it on your land. And then once it's been there for a year, you need to take it down and put up another structure. And they said, today is the one-year anniversary of when we put that copper structure up. So they took down the pyramid, and we put up the stargate. And then it was, became obvious why we had to be there on that particular date. And so it was just a demonstration of how the guides and the masters and even the physical masters, you know, embodied masters, all work together and guide us through all these amazing processes. Boy, that really oh, that uh, was a big celebration. <laughs> <laughs> that really made you have to trust. I mean, you really have to trust to get in a car that you thought was broken and and just keep going. Uh, yeah, I know. It, I mean, listening to myself tell the story, it's like wow. But uh, it really happened. I mean, it was just to totally mind blowing. But it's um, all these things that the guides show us is about literally. Um, blowing away 
the, the concepts that we have about reality. And that's when we work with the, uh, with the Stargate, the whole uh, first level, so to speak, of the work is dissolving concepts and thought forms and conditioning that we have that is severely limiting us. And we hardly even realize that we're being limited. We hardly realize um, how vast our potential is because we all live in the same kind of shut-down place and uh, accept some of these limitations as who we are. And so the first part of the Stargate work is actually breaking free and and uh, dissolving those limitations. So, so the people that come <coughs> and... Uh actually experience the Stargate, um, they're tearing down those walls? That, that's what's happening? Uh, actually, they're not... <laughs> the way that we work with the Stargate is um, it's very simple and um, quite amazing. Um, it's the structure that we tend to use when we're just doing the evenings... Uh, experiential evenings is is about six and a half feet high and about five foot square and people sit around it or lie down and I put some soft music on and Alcazar comes in and guides the meditation uh, and what happens is the stargate starts to create a stronger and stronger energy field and that energy field actually starts to gently vibrate everyone it's a very subtle vibration, it's, uh, but it's tangible. It's strong and it's tangible. Um, and those vibrations actually vibrate the whole of our energy field as well as the physical body. And those subtle vibrations actually work upon the thought forms and the conditionings that we carry. Um, if you could see into uh, some of the higher dimensions or the energy bodies, you could see um, clusters or clumps of stuck energy, which are these thought forms, these, these things that we believe that are not our truth, or the conditioning that we have that we've accepted without uh, thinking about it. And they're actually, they actually, uh, mm, it's difficult to describe it, it's just solidified energy, stuck energy. And so the vibration from the stargate starts to vibrate and loosen up these stuck energy forms and just releasing it back into energy. And so, just by being in the energy field, just by being relaxed, with the intention to become more awake, more aware, change happens. And it happens instantly for some people. And the changes can be very profound. Physical change can happen. Because... Um, as Eastern medicine particularly tells us, um, repressed emotions, repressed feelings can actually cause um, sickness and disease and damage to um, the various organs within. And if we allow the, these repressed thoughts, feelings, emotions to be dissolved, then the body can heal. And that can happen instantly because one of our belief systems is that healing takes time. But if that belief system is dissolved, healing can be instant. And so some people have experienced cancer disappearing. There was a, a blind woman in Germany um, who got her vision back. 
and there was um, a deaf woman in Sweden, um, deaf in both ears, had very big, heavy uh, hearing aids in order for her to hear something, got a hearing back. So very physical things can happen just with the intention to be more awake, more aware. Uh, And it happens on all levels. It happens on emotional levels, mental levels, past life um, limitations, karmic limitations. They can all be dissolved because they're all energetic forms within our, our energy bodies. And so just by being in this energy field, change can happen. Um, oh, like my hip. It was you know, stiff, and then I realized it was completely where it was supposed to be you know, years ago. So, I mean, I didn't even have that intention, but it just happened. Well, yeah. In fact, to have an intention about what's going to happen gets in the way. And Alcazar says this, let go of any idea of what might happen. Let go of any desire of what you'd like to have happen and just be in the energy field. Because if you have an idea, oh, I want this to happen, what you're doing on some level is trying to direct the energies. And actually, that gets in the way of the way that the energy wants to work with you, the way that it flows with you. Because in that energy field, um, your guides and your higher self are working with you um, to actually dissolve what needs to go in the way that, in the order it needs to go. And so this is not something that the human part actually does. It's an allowing. It's a trusting and an allowing. And your guides and your higher self just start to remove the layers of conditioning, the layers of limitation. And uh, people find incredible things happening. Their lives suddenly become more joyful. And it's almost like for no apparent reason, things just start to change. Things just start to happen better in their life. Relationships improve. All kinds of things which it's hard to attribute to just sitting in a room with with some energy, except that it's been happening now for like uh, 22 years. And so I have absolutely no doubt that this energy field is creating this response in people. And the people that have experienced it have no doubt for themselves. It's uh, it's a magical process. You know, it's really interesting because I look at this and, um, you know, we talk about the Earth having grids and here we have we have the, the Stargate and wondering how the two things work together. It's just, it, might, it must be like an oscillating um, ener- power energy that that just um, develops and enhances as time goes on. And then when people are within, I mean, it's like changing our physical body because it has its own grids too, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, everything is everything can be um, seen as, as energy grid systems, that's for sure. And uh, we work very much with the energy of the Earth. Every time we do a meditation, the first thing that Alcazar does is just ask people to invite the energy of the earth, invite the energy of Gaia to come up into the body and to ground us, to be really connected with the energy of the earth. And the consciousness of Gaia, the consciousness of the earth, responds right away. People can feel the energy coming into the room 
virtually instantly as soon as we ask. And that's one of the things that um, Alcazar and the guys that we work with are totally stressing. It's like it's time to communicate. It's time to feel the earth. It's time to talk to the guides. Things have shifted on the planet now. Human consciousness has reached a level where those beyond the veil uh, can work with us in a much more, uh, in a much closer way. And uh, one thing that he said, which really impacted me, was that in the past we would communicate or ask the guides, and they would say, "Do this, do that." They would give us suggestions. And what he's saying now, he said, "You are the guides. We are here to assist you." You're to guide us. Let us know what it is you wish to create. And we will support you from the other side to align the various energies and people so that you can create what it is you're um, intending. And so in a sense, it's a bit of a role reversal. It's, um, it's not quite as drastic as that, but that gives you a sense that, that we are now in a position of to communicate, to talk with, our guides, and, and to really work with them in a different way. And more and more I, people are doing that. Your meditations are actually available for people to listen to. Yes, that's true. Um, we have done some over the uh, tele- telephone conference calling, and every now and again, in a very erratic manner, we do another one. But there are, uh, I believe, about 18 of these meditations available um, they're about 20 minutes each, and uh, it's just a, a a free service that we do. You can call in uh, 24 hours a day and select any of the 18 um, meditations. And the beautiful thing is if you can sit down or lie down, close your eyes, go inside, you will feel the energy coming to you. The energies come as a response to you, and you can feel it. People... Um, all over the world are listening to them. And I'm constantly getting feedback about, wow, I could really feel the energy. And the interesting thing is that it's the energy is not recorded. The energy is a direct response to you in the moment. And so you can even listen to the same meditation again and again. And the meditation will be, the energy will be different each time because the guides are responding to the space that you're in, in the moment. And uh, if people are interested in that, they can just uh, send me an email and I will forward the, the the numbers that you call. And as I said, it's a free service, so you can use it whenever you like. Uh, do you want to give out your email and then we'll give it out at the end of the hour? Sure. Uh, the email is Stargates, California. So that's Stargates with an S. So Stargates, plural, California, spelled out, at gmail.com. So you said uh, that uh, maybe we could work a little bit with Alcazar today during our hour. Is that possible? Uh, it certainly is, yes. And how would this work? Well, um, for the listeners, if um, if they can just find themselves in a comfortable position, um, don't do this if you're driving, but um, if you just sit down, relax, or lie down, close your eyes, and um, I'll have Alcazar come in, and he will guide a short meditation. And um, there'll be uh, suggestions of just to ask 
for example, he'll ask for you to connect with the energy of the earth. And if you just relax and just allow for the possibility, then you might start to uh, experience the energies that come during the meditation. So we can do that whenever you would like to. Sure, we can do it right now. And then yeah, okay. That's what the feelings are afterwards. Okay, so um, if people are listening, if you... Um, if you'd just like to get yourself into a really comfortable position, uh, if the if you can dim the lights a little or close the blinds, that would be good. And then just settle down and just ask your body to relax. And as much as possible, allow the mind to relax as well. I know it's difficult. Um, you can't stop the mind. And uh, this is, for some of you, the first time, so there's a curiosity. But as much as possible... Just uh, allow the mind to, to slow down and relax as well. So I'm just going to let Alcazar come through and uh, see where we go. Beloved ones, we greet thee to Alcazar. And as this one has already said, we invite you to totally relax the body, just allowing the relaxation to go deeper as we move through this short meditation. In this process, there is nothing to do, just allowing self to relax. So, as this one Pragit has already said, it is of great import to connect to the energies of the earth. And so we ask you now, just each one of you asking inside for the energies of the earth to come up into your body. Just asking Gaia to bring her energy up into the body. And just allow yourself to feel the energy coming up from below. For she will already be responding to you. Just allowing for the possibility. Imagining it if you need to. But just feeling as the energy starts to come up from below. And just inviting Gaia to bring her energy into your cells, into every cell of the body. And again, nothing to do, just the invitation, just the possibility, just allowing for the possibility that this can occur. It is this simple. Yes. Yes. So, there are many beings who are available to assist you in this process of awakening. It is time to understand that you are not alone here. You have, in fact, never been alone here. But you are here to experience duality, the illusion of separation. So one person is here, another person is there. You feel as if you are separate. It is an illusion. But it is part of your learning process. You came to experience that. But as you know, this is changing. As you know, awakening is happening. Ascension is happening. What this means is that the illusions begin to fade. Realizations start to come into your consciousness. And so the illusion of separation is slowly dissolving. Those beyond the veil, the veil of illusion, that separate you 
from the other dimensional realities, the other beings, are beginning to dissolve, beginning to get less. And so we can work with you in a far more direct way. And so right now, if you wish, you can experience some of our presence. You can invite, and we will guide you in this. So first of all, for those people that know what a stargate is like, just ask yourself, just ask for an etheric stargate to be created around you. And if you are not sure what the stargate is like, just ask for an etheric pyramid to be formed around you so that you are sat within the pyramid or lying down within the pyramid or the stargate. And just visualizing, imagining it around you, for this will amplify the energetic. Mm. So just feeling yourself within the structure and just asking for this structure to be energized. Mm. Just imagining it and asking for it to be energized. Yes, very good. Hmm. And so first, we wish to say a little bit about the angelic realm. For humanity has been very aware of the angels for many, many centuries. They have been accepted around your world as a reality. Unseen most of the time, but accepted as a reality. And so it is easier for mm, humans to feel and to allow for the possibility of the angelic realm. And so we are asking you now, each one of you, just ask inside and invite the presence of the angels. Just asking for the presence of the angelic realm. We call for the presence of the angels. And some of you that are sensitive to, en to energy will start to feel a, a slight shift in the energy around you. And just invite them to come closer. Just invite the angels to come closer. Allow the body to be relaxed. And just asking, come closer. And you can actually ask them to give you a tangible experience of their presence. And for those of you that feel that, mm, that you would like, you can ask them to actually embrace you or merge the energy with yours for a moment. So just inviting the angelic realm, just inviting them to come closer. Yes. It is that simple. It is that easy. Nothing to do. Just the invitation. Just the allowing. Yes. Very good. Just allowing yourself to relax into this softness. The angelic realm assists humanity in its transitions. They are always there when you are born. They are there when you leave the body. And they are there when you move through a transition in awareness. And so they are coming now to support you because of simply because of your intention to experience, to broaden your experience, to allow for a greater potential, a greater possibility. Yes, very good. And there are so many others who are available to work with you. One mm, large gathering of beings that come under the, the name of the Galactic Command. And they are beings from star systems throughout your universe who have come together to assist in the awakening, in the ascension of humanity. And you have seen around your world evidence 
of our craft. We have a, mm, we have created what you call sightings. We have lowered the frequency of the craft so that they can be seen in 3D. And this is a gentle process of introducing humanity. And it will continue over the years, and more and more of these sightings will be seen, and more and more of your mainstream media will begin to recognize and acknowledge our presence. So it is slowly, slowly happening. And at this time, if you wish, we can bring you some energetics, some representatives, so to speak, of the galactic command. And it will be a different being coming to each and every one of you, one that is perhaps more connected to you. And so just ask inside, if you wish, if you wish to experience a gentle energetic, just asking for the presence of a member of the galactic command. We call forth the galactic command and just allowing for the possibility and just inviting them to come a little closer, inviting them to give you an energetic experience, a sensation, just a shift in the energy so that you can feel their presence. They are not here to overwhelm you. They are here just to acknowledge, just to allow you to have a sensation. Mm. Because we are working with many different people, some of whom this is extremely new, we do not move too deeply into the experience right now. When we work with the Stargate, many beings come to actually work with the mm, adjusting of the physical body, bringing you to perfect health. And many have experienced this. And you can ask this one, Pagit, if you wish, some of the details. And so, just feeling yourself right now. Just feeling your own energy. Just feel. And can you notice that your energy is also beyond your physical body? Can you feel this? Your energy is extending beyond the physical body. Mm. Just allow yourself to focus and to feel your energetic for a few moments. Yes. Very good. And so, beloved ones, we greet thee, we honor thee, and we bless thee. Know that you are never alone. Know that when you are ready, we are here. And so it is. <clears throat> very good, very good. How, Taz, are you there? <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> you think I go out, man? <laughs> oh, well, you know what? It was really great because it really did um, bring me back into my body. It's really wonderful, and it feels so, so lovely. So, um, yeah, being touched, definitely. Mm. It's a beautiful yeah. energy. Thank you. Yeah, it it can um, it can get very strong, but it's always when you are working with people and you don't know who they are and where they are. We can't go too deeply with it, but uh, hopefully, some people have experienced a taste of that. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, uh, uh, the beginning of this week, uh, I heard someone speaking of a stargate, and my eyes, I mean, my ears just perked up. I thought I have to listen. And they were talking about 
the top of a pyramid, and they called it a stargate. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that the, built the same as what the tops of the pyramids had? Uh, no, no. Um, this structure is is a complex structure, and it uses many levels of um, sacred geometry, many layers of sacred geometry. Uh, to be honest, I know very little about sacred geometry. Uh, I just built the thing. <laughs> but there have been many people that have come up to me that are familiar with it, who have, have uh, talked about it in detail, what's involved in the structures. Um, and for those of you that are familiar with uh, the book called The Keys of Enoch, it shows several of the geometric forms that are held within the stargate and it describes how these forms are used uh, in other dimensions for teleportation and time travel. And right at the very beginning, uh, when Alcazar uh, first gave me the Stargate, one of the things he said that would be useful is teleportation. And uh, that just seemed very far-fetched to me. But actually, recently, I'm beginning to realize, wow, we're moving in that direction. And the exercises and the experiences that Alcazar is giving us are preparing us to have these kinds of experiences at some point in the future. Um, the step before that is um, being able to uh, travel out of body. And, uh, well, that's exciting in itself. <laughs> so have you done that? I have done it once, actually, yes, uh, many years ago which actually takes me back to uh, the beginning of the Stargate because Alcazar wanted to talk about extraterrestrials and spaceships and things. And uh, every time he wanted to talk about it, I'd actually cut him off because these were my friends. You know, I was just in the beginning processes of channeling and uh, and I didn't want to say things which I didn't feel were true. But more and more, he was pushing me to, to start talking about these things. And so I said, well, okay, if this is real, give me proof. And so what happened was a couple of days later, he, he said to me, go down to Casanova's, which is uh, uh, my favorite coffee bar and restaurant um, in, in, uh, on Maui. And so I went down there, and after a few minutes, a couple, of, a couple came up to me, and we got talking, and they asked what I was doing, and... Uh, and then the wife said, well, will you give a session to my husband? Uh, which I did. And then the next day she called up and said, wow, that was amazing. Can you do a session with me too? And so I said, sure. Uh, and she said, are you open for a trade? And I said, yeah, of course, what would you like? And she said, well, I take people up to the spaceships. Uh, wow, yeah, <laughs> here's the demonstration that I was asking for. So um, she came and I did a session and then, Afterwards, she said, okay, let's go up to the ships. Now, we're going to do this out of the body. And I said, well, uh, I have no idea how to get out of the body. I've never done that. And she said, well, it's easy. There's nothing to worry about. Just lie down. And we just lied down in, on the living room floor. And she just, just relax, and uh, we will help you leave the body. And, and uh I think it was a bit of a struggle for them, but eventually I just suddenly found myself floating. I could see my body. I could feel my body. I could still feel the floor beneath me, and yet I was just kind of hovering. And she said, great, okay, now we're just going to go straight up. And uh, there was this sensation of movement, 
and I could feel myself moving, and yet there's, there's, I don't know how to describe it really other than that. And we were out in space. And then this small flying saucer, a very typical round kind of a craft, appeared, and she said, we're going to go aboard. And then within an instant, I found myself kind of lying horizontally, and, and I could see, but it was like a thick mist, and I could see outlines of a couple of beings there. And she said, wait a moment, they're just going to adjust your energy. And then within a moment, I could see quite clearly. And I was in a small amphitheater, um, a circular space, and very small, um, maybe three or four kind of layers of seats, with maybe about a dozen people in there, 12, 16 people. And they started applauding. And she said, do you know why they're clapping? And I said, no idea. She said, this is the first time you've been here consciously. And that kind of uh, surprised me a bit. And then she said, there's someone I'd like to introduce you to. And she showed me this guy who was standing by the door. And it was like, wow, he seemed so familiar. And she said, do you know him? And I said, wow, I recognize him from somewhere, but I have no idea from where. And she said, this is you in this dimension. And that was really quite something for my mind. Um, I (laughs) I couldn't grasp that fact. But uh, we walked outside. She said, we're going to go onto your ship. And we walked along a corridor. And uh, he was walking to my left. And within a few moments, it's like we just merged. And I knew everything about what was going on around. And she was asking me questions, and I was answering. And uh, it was uh, was fascinating. My human mind didn't really understand what was going on, but it was a marvelous experience. We went over to... A master, uh, a large, very large craft, and uh, she was asking me questions. And I was—I don't know how long we were up there for, but uh, at certain points, she said, "Okay, it's time to go back." And just this again, sense of movement, um, without moving, and then just feeling myself back in the body again. So that was my my first experience of a conscious trip out of the body, and I'm well, looking forward to more. <laughs> yes. Well, we only have a few minutes left. Um, I was going to ask you, are you going to um, be in San Jose area uh, when Dr. Todd's there? Uh, yes, I'm actually going to go down and be a part of his uh, program there. I'm going to take the Stargate down, and uh, I, if there's anybody in the hotel, I will give them some experiences in the evening. Oh, okay. So we'll put it out there that um, you'll be at the hotel and that, you can have some experiences. So that sounds like fun. And again, if they just uh, contact me through the web, then I can give them information about that through the okay. Internet. Okay. Want to give well, out you'll, your... You'll um, okay. Yeah, it's stargatescalifornia at gmail.com. That's stargates with an S and California spelt out, stargatescalifornia at gmail.com. And we're actually heading up to Ashland. Uh, we're going to... Shasta, actually, today for a four-day retreat, and then we're up in Ashland next weekend, the following weekend, uh, for a weekend workshop there. That's the 27th and 28th. And uh, back back again to the Sacramento area, and then off to Europe uh, beginning of next year to travel around. Okay, so the, November the 17th and 18th is when you'll be here in San Jose. Uh, that's correct, yes. Okay. So, um, right. And which hotel is that, Taz? 
Um, you know what? I don't I don't have that information, Paula. Um, you know, uh forget what hotel you're gonna be at. Uh, not off the top of my head, I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, we'll have to find I, I out and announce. Sheridan. I think it's the Sheridan. I think you're probably right, yeah. I'm just seeing if I can look it up. Yeah, on I was just computer. trying to pull it up, too. Um, yeah. It's the yeah. Sheridan in San Jose? But, yeah, um, yeah, but I don't have... We'll have to put it on our website yeah. also. Yeah, do that. And Alcazar is available for uh, Skype sessions as well and personal sessions if you're in the Sacramento area. And uh, that's that's amazing because he'll put you inside the Stargate and you get energies which are designed specifically for you. So that's always a treat. Oh, I'll have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh, for people that want a, uh, an experience, you can just, as I say, just connect with the with us through the email and we can send you out a schedule of what we're doing when because we're going to be in Little Rock with the Earthkeeper group and there's going to be six or seven hundred people there we'll have the Stargate there oh, and then wow. we're actually going over to Maui uh, for Dr. Todd's thing on the 1221 we'll be taking oh, the Stargate there. over there as well you're going to be there with Dr. Todd that's going to be wonderful yeah well we've been talking to Pragit Harris and we actually uh, got to hear from Alcazar, so that was a special treat. And thank you so much for being with us, and have a wonderful trip up to Shasta. Well, I'm certainly looking forward to it, and thank you so much for inviting me onto your show. I really appreciated oh, it. It's been an honor. Thank you for being with us. Okay. We'll Thanks see then. you in November. <laughs> bye Okay. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. You're listening to 91.5.